0: This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. I'm Hal.
1: And I'm Melanie.
0: And we're going to be talking about putting the biblical principles in place in the 21st century American family. But you know what? This is finally, November's here, Thanksgiving is almost upon us, and you know, that is the biggest travel weekend of the year.
1: Well, it makes sense, because when it comes to Christmas, there's a bunch of different days you could travel on. Right. But most people just have Thursday, possibly Wednesday through Sunday, free for Thanksgiving.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, last year, the AAA estimated that something like uh 51 million people in America were going to be traveling at least 50 miles during Thanksgiving holiday. So wow. That's, that's a huge number of people out on the highway. Is that you? It's are you going to be traveling over the river and through the woods um, this Thanksgiving? And are you looking at it with a little bit of dread? That's the question we want to talk about today. Because we got some practical ideas about it.
1: So let's talk about how do you make traveling more fun and less stressful for everyone, especially when you've got little kids?
0: Okay, that's a great thing. Look, speaking of travel and everything, I do want to mention we are working on our schedule for the conference season coming up in 2019. We are, the schedule is filling up. We're going to be at conferences in Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, Georgia. We're going in alphabetical order here florida north carolina tennessee texas virginia we're going to be all over the states and you know what we could be talking at your conference or at your church or at your local support group too if you'd like us to because we're going to be driving back and forth all over the continent
1: we are and that means we're going to be able to stop at small churches or support groups along the way as we travel Mm -hmm. and also that you know, we're we're free to do events just with your church or organization. Mm-hmm. We do marriage retreats. We do biblical family life weekends, all mm-hmm. kind of things. Okay. Head out to com.
0: Yep, that's halandmelani com, all one word.
1: And go out there and, and just let us know you're interested. Mm-hmm. We'll be in touch with you, and we'll see if we can work something out.
0: That's right. And if you want to get notified of where we are going to be traveling, then How about sign up for our newsletter you can just go out to raisingrealmen.com right there on the top of the homepage. there's a blank where you can sign up get our newsletter we'll let you know when we're going to be in your area so we do want to hear from you well look all right so let's talk a little bit about travel we got recently we were talking with a with a couple they're missionaries home on furlough and if you're not if you're not into the mission scene basically what it means they come back home off the mission field to catch up on doctor's appointments, family visits, do fundraising work, you know, get around and visit. They're sponsoring churches and such. So they're home on furlough doing this deputation work and they've got a young family. They've got a bunch of little kids. And so they asked us a really good cogent question. They said, you travel so much, how do you deal with the increase in attitude and difficulties adjusting and frequent meltdowns that arise in your children? Are they things you talk about each night? or ways to help the craziness work more smoothly? Question mark. Wow. That's a okay. That's a real life question. IRL and I, you know what? Everybody's got a family. He's got to deal with it sooner or later. That's right. So, you know, when we started doing this, this ministry work, we still had seven kids at home. We had them going from like age 17 down to infants. So mm-hmm. we've got A lot of miles with a lot of kids in one van. We've got a lot of experience on this.
1: That's the truth. And you know, it's doable. Mm-hmm. It's doable even to do the kind of extreme traveling we do with a family. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, you've you got to come about it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Because normally we just think about how many miles can you put on the van today? Mm-hmm. And if you, if you start off in that direction with little kids, pretty soon you will all be bald or gray-headed.
0: It's going to be kind of tough. You know, it was interesting. I was thinking, as we were thinking about this question, it suddenly dawned on me. that You know, the Bible does talk about this. Really? Did you know? Yes it does. It's really interesting. Think about in Genesis when Jacob has been off he, he he's started his family, he's returning back to the land of his birth and he encounters his his twin brother Esau on the way back. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that story, but they have this they have this initial reunion and and Esau says starting in verse this is a chapter 33 and verse 12, then Esau said, let us take our journey, let us go, and I'll go before you. But Jacob said to him, my Lord knows that the children are weak, and the flocks and herds which are nursing are with me, and if the men should drive them hard one day, all the flock will die. Please let my Lord go on ahead before his servant. I will lead on slowly at a pace which the livestock that go before me and the children are able to endure until I come to my Lord and say,
1: Wow.
0: Okay, so that's Genesis thirty-three, uh, verses twelve through
1: fourteen. So Jacob was recognizing that the children, the little ones, mm-hmm. whether livestock or children right. or people, mm-hmm. could not handle the pace that adults could handle.
0: They you need to make allowance for the fact that they're children and that at their you know at their age they're they're not yeah they they don't have that. Um, durability, I guess you'd say, or whatever, because I know some. We know some road warriors. We know some people that'll do 700 miles a day or more if if they get the chance. And we just realize when we're traveling with small kids, we we just can't. We really can't. And I, I think that's a that was really our first lesson: is we gotta we gotta make some allowances on the distances we plan. Yes. Like you remember the first year, the first year we were out there, and we found out that we could theoretically we could do 450 500 miles a day day after day <laughs> i and, remember
1: it quite well hal
0: yeah well we did we did yes. and and after the first year um the kids and my beloved came to me and they very nicely said can we slow down a little bit and see america without a piece of glass in front of it and uh, you know that ooh, <laughs> because
1: can and should are two entirely different things
0: and you know sometimes sometimes you have to sometimes for one reason or another you do need to stretch and go a long distance but you know what when you're planning when you have time to set it up we really decided let's try to keep it to 350 miles a day now some yes. of you listening are probably thinking 350 miles that's like incredible yeah okay but we you know we travel cross country so we do long distances but the point is we say, okay, let's cut this down to a reasonable pace where we can actually see things, maybe do some things along the way, and not just be beating the horses all the time, yeah. you know? Okay, so so that's really our first piece of advice. Make your distances conservative. And it, you know what? Maybe you can do it all in one day, but maybe it'd be better to split it up. Do it in two days or a day and a half or something. Okay?
1: And so... Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that we need to recognize mm-hmm. is we just cannot go as far and as fast if you want everybody to arrive there in, in shape to enjoy anything, mm-hmm. or if you're going to have to do it day after day.
0: Right. Okay.
1: You know, so we've got to take it. We got to think about what comes next after right. the
0: trip, because right.
1: if we've got to arrive there. Able to speak and run a booth like we do. Right. Or able to be polite and obedient at grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to have to do it three or four days in a row because you're going a long way, you just can't press as hard as you would normally.
0: Think sustainability. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, that that's our first piece of advice. And the second thing, too.
1: Well, you know, and what? I do want to say this. A lot of, a lot of people we know try to... They they try to like drive all night, right? And that definitely will maybe the kids are, are able to sleep during a lot of that. Yeah, but that has other consequences.
0: Well, okay, so like like what? Because that's not that was not the way we traveled at you know when I was growing up. But I think you your family did that some.
1: My my family did some of that.
0: Okay, and, know, like, and how did that work?
1: Um, I remember. Taking a trip with my family out west, yeah. and the first time, the first time, yeah, we took a s- slept in a hotel, right was like Sioux City, Iowa.
0: And that's starting from where?
1: Uh, we started in South Carolina.
0: Starting from South Carolina, you went to Sioux City, Iowa before you stopped for a night. Yes. Wow. That's like a million miles. How far?
1: It's a very long way. Gosh. It really should be well, about a three or four day drive. But.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be at least three days for us, even now. And and we're not starting as far south as that. So, okay.
1: But, you know, you and I mm-hmm. have done that a time or two, but the results were not very great.
0: Well, okay. Well, I tell you, one of the things we found, we've discovered this, and it's not just the all-nighters. We found that if the kids sleep in the car... Then that may be that may allow the parents to drive, you know, to drive without disturbance or anything. But when you get to your destination, mom and dad are exhausted and the kids are well rested and and uh, antsy and ready to go. They're rare, They yeah. They're they're busy. They want to get out. They 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 want to get out and run around and and hoot and holler. And that's kind of um that that sort of puts you in like in different time zones. That's a hard th- thing to arrive with.
1: It really is. It's stressful. Mm -hmm. It adds to the stress immeasurably.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you got to be realistic about the littlest children of all, especially the babies. Yeah. Because you know, when we first had started having children, we realized it added about fifty percent to our travel time to have a baby with us. That was
0: a. You know, it's been so long now; it feels natural. But I remember that was a big adjustment. That was a hard thing to say. You know, you're going to have to stop and change the baby. You're going to have to stop and nurse the baby. You're gonna have times when the baby's just simply got to get out and be walked around a little bit. Um, He's yeah.
1: screaming his head off.
0: And so a four-hour trip was going to be more like a five to six-hour trip once we had a little a little one in the car seat. Yeah. Although we did find that when we had the second one, because the sec because the second one had an older brother sitting in the seat next to him, he could look at. He didn't get quite so um, he didn't get quite so anxious as the one that was sitting back there by himself. Yeah. So that did help. Having more children sometimes is easier than having fewer. Hmm? But, um, yeah, okay, so that that's an important thing. Just recognize that the children are going to have needs. They're going to take more time. You just have to allow for that because you just, I mean, y- you put pressure on them. It's going to come back to you.
1: Yeah, you're going to pay.
0: <laughs> you're going to pay for you're it. You're going
1: to pay. You know, if they're screaming in the car seat, that's not even safe to drive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, everybody is going to be worn out, stressed out. No, you, you've got to adjust. You've got to recognize that they can't understand. Right. They can't understand that you're only 45 minutes from grandma's. Can't you just wait? No, they can't understand they
0: that. They've got no concept. They have, uh-huh. no, they have no real perception of the time.
1: And the Lord tells us to be compassionate toward the weak, toward the young.
0: Well, you know, I was thinking, and I don't have the reference for it right here, but talking about Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd, and it says that he shall lead his flock like a shepherd, and he shall carry the lambs in his arms and, and gently lead those that are with young. Yes. You know, that there's a... The there's picture's a sense of mercy. The picture is of the shepherd caring for, with a gentle tenderness for the nursing ones, the small, the young lambs, even the pregnant ones that are that are in the flock. And said, wow, okay, Dad, this may be the time to put the Mad Max persona aside and think more about the good shepherd. Yes. <laughs> okay, not so much the road warrior, much more the, uh, the gentle savior, okay?
1: Well, one thing I was thinking about those all-night trips and why I don't like them mm-hmm. is, the, is, I remember we did one one time, and you ended up in the hospital, because they thought you'd had a stroke a mini stroke
0: that was yeah that was a weird situation yeah we did we did drive all night and i can't remember what prompted that decision i think we just decided we wanted to get home a day early but um in one of those things because somebody else was taking a turn driving and i just folded up in the back seat and took a long nap and i think i had a I don't know if I had a little mini thrombosis or something. It was, it was I a... I don't know. You had, it was or something. It, it
1: might have been a migraine, but we had a scare.
0: We had a scare. And
1: the doctor said yeah. that really adults should never spend more than two at the outside three hours in the car without stopping, without getting out and moving around some because you can get blood clots
0: well and i asked him i said okay do i need to get out i'm thinking do i need to like walk around the block do i need to do some calisthenics or stretching and he said no if you just get out at a gas station just walk in go to the restroom and get back in the car that's all it takes just to get out of the seat and unfold those limbs and and move around just a little bit it doesn't have to be anything elaborate or anything especially time consuming
1: but see i think when it's at night and the kids are asleep we hesitate to do that
0: right we think oh well we, we, we let's better
1: make time while they're asleep
0: let's let's get it while the getting's good yeah
1: you know versus during the day even if they're asleep you want them to wake up some you want them to move around and and get some exercise too so mm-hmm. that they're tired when they get there too
0: well okay so that was one of the things you know after that that little health scare that's something that we've planned into our schedule to say okay we're going to stop every couple of hours Mm-hmm. roughly every hundred miles or so but every two hours we need to make a health related stop and you know what you might as well make it efficient you might as well do this you know if you're going to have to stop eventually you're going to have to stop to get gas eventually somebody's got to go to the bathroom
1: hey let's talk about that in just a minute okay because i've got some more i want to say about those bathroom stops but we need to stop and thank our sponsor for this week
0: let's come back to that in just a minute hold that thought we'll talk to you in just a bit This week's episode is brought to you by our publisher, Great Waters Press, featuring a growing line of entertaining, character-building audiobooks your whole family will love. Whether you're learning gratitude with Pollyanna, contentment with Five Little Peppers, persistence and honor with Men of Iron, or the value of work and respect with Captains Courageous, you'll find hours of classic literature that'll make the miles go by faster. Check out this year's new titles, The Witness, about the two decisions every young man will face, and The Sky Pilot, a story of a missionary church planner in the Canadian West. You can find the whole line at RaisingRealMen.com, and for a limited time, use the coupon AUDIOHOLIDAY15 to take 15% off any audiobook product. That is AUDIOHOLIDAY, one word, 15, the number 15, at RaisingRealMen.com. Okay, so we're talking about going long distances with little ones in the car. And you know what? A lot of the things that are good for the little ones are good for the big people, too.
1: Well, like frequent stops.
0: Making regular breaks. Okay. Because your
1: little ones might need frequent breaks so that they don't go go crazy and drive you crazy. But right. you need frequent breaks for your health. It's okay. not good for us to sit there that long. No. And so we want to make those breaks as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. One of the things we've done is we have mandatory bathroom stops. That means if anybody has to go, everybody has to go.
0: Okay, that is the voice of experience. Because I remember the first year or so we were on the road, we had, you know, some of the older kids, they they don't want to move. They're reading a book or something. They say, oh, I don't need to go. And then 20 minutes down the road, they're about to bust.
1: Well, I remember one that really got on my nerves. We Uh were driving across the Southwest Desert right and we stopped at one of the rare bathrooms and yes. one of our kids would not get out and go to the bathroom as a uh, teen yeah. i don't have to and we just left him there right and then the same kids who got out and go and gone to the bathroom 45 minutes later had to go yeah i was really upset yeah well i found out that this kid that decided not to go to the bathroom yeah realized his mistake after we got on the road Right, And so he was back there daring his brothers to see who could drink the most the most water.
0: Oh, man.
1: To make them have to go.
0: Oh, that is so tacky.
1: It is really bad.
0: <laughs> okay, that that's really bad. That, that's Machiavellian. Okay, okay, that that's bad. But, but
1: So you do better if, mm. if anybody has to go. Every single person has to get out of the van and go in and go to the bathroom.
0: Well, see, what we figured out was if you're going to have to make stops for different things anyway, let's just do them all at the same time so when we get to that 2 hour point where dad needs to get out and walk around then we just pick a we pick a destination we say okay mandatory bathroom stop is coming up everybody get your shoes back on and then we pull into we pull into the gas station the travel plazas are great Because they typically have big and fairly clean restrooms. You've got the gas there. You've got some space to walk around. That's (laughs) really
1: more than one child can go at a time. If you stop at a little gas station, you're all going to be standing outside the line if you have a big family. Right. Now, I do want to say this. Mm -hmm. If we go to a truck stop, like if I go in a big bathroom with the girls, I'll put each of them in a stall. Right. And they will lock the door, and they will not come out of that stall until I tell them it's okay. Okay. Because I don't want them hanging around with who knows who. Right. And maybe getting separated from us. Right. And so I put each of them in a the stall, then I go to a stall with the youngest child if needed. We okay. We're past that now, but right. and then when I come out I say, Okay, young girls, are you ready? Yep. And then they know it's okay to come out. Okay. Um so okay. mandatory good. bathroom stops. Yep. But you know, what more important than that mm-hmm. is I think you've gotta plan some fun. Um mm-hmm if if you're in a hurry you've got to get there fast you can make a fun out of pit stops right let's let's see if we can all get in and get out in 10 minutes if so i'll give you all a reward
0: yeah well, just well you know for the i mean for the guys some sometimes just the efficiency of it is a, is a reward in itself you know to say okay we're going to do this we're going to do this nascar style we are going to pull in dad will start pumping gas you guys go to the restroom the first one out of the restroom comes finishes filling up the van and and then dad will run to the restroom. So I'm usually the last one coming out of the station because I was pumping gas at first.
1: Now if you don't have a big if you don't have a big um, reason to hurry, mm-hmm. I recommend instead you take your time and you plan some field trips along the way. Okay. Like some of our happiest family memories mm-hmm. have been when we looked ahead and realized mm-hmm. we were going to be passing you know, within a few miles of a state or national park yeah. around lunchtime. Right. And we stop and picnic and go on a hike.
0: And and you know that's something you do a little bit of research. You know, just do a, just do a little bit of web searching to look ahead what's there. Because I mean, it's one thing you say, "Hey, we're going near the Grand Canyon, or we're going to be within just a few minutes of Niagara Falls." Okay, that's an obvious destination. But we've had some great stops at just like state parks,
1: little inter- little it's tiny just, state parks. I yeah. remember Merrimack Springs in was Missouri was that, so much fun.
0: Yeah, and do you remember? Do you remember running up on a just a, one of those roadside markers. There was a sign um, in southern Ohio that said um, "Indian petroglyphs."
1: Oh, that was so interesting! Remember that?
0: And so we pulled off the road there and drove about maybe a half a mile back on a little side road, and then there was a there was a spot where one of the tribes had yeah they had carved uh, they've carved figures into a rock outcropping, and so it was, you know, it was it was almost like a county park. It was a little tiny place. But it's fascinating.
1: You know, even carrying a football or frisbee with you can help where they can throw something around for a few minutes at a rest stop. Yeah. Some of our guys would get whenever we stopped, even at a gas station, they'd do push-ups and, and do a push-up contest or something. Mm-hmm. Now with little children, you need stuff in the van to inc- to entertain them too. Okay. And but with little children, you can just stop at a at a city park and take and go play on the playground a few minutes. Sure. But in the van. There's, you need some books, right? You need some toys. Yep. You need some unusual things. Things they don't always play with are helpful. Yeah. Um, you can play games as you drive. You know, trying mm -hmm. to trying to find things that start with each letter of the alphabet.
0: Oh, that's a that's a favorite one. I still like that one. It's still fun. Yeah.
1: You know, or there you can play count cow poker or whatever it's called uh-huh. where you the two pe- two sides of the van play against each other what they see uh-huh. on each side of the van okay there's a lot of different things like that audiobooks have been a huge help for our family
0: we have really enjoyed some of the audiobooks like some of the g.a henny stories that uh jim hodge's audio produces we love those and we've actually we actually produce audiobooks ourselves well,
1: you remember I I remember listening to he, our hero tales again mm-hmm. when we were on the way up to um, Philadelphia. Right. And I think all everybody in the family enjoyed that even though we've heard them several times. Yeah. And our, our younger children still ask for us to listen to Pollyanna and Five Little Peppers and again we produce these audio books. Yeah. But they listen they love to listen to them as we drive. Okay. The new one that we came out with this spring, The Witness, that Caleb did?
0: Yes, that one's excellent.
1: The whole family enjoyed that on the way back from the Mobile Conference this year.
0: Yeah. And so, hey, if you want to see some really good audiobooks that you can't get anywhere else, you ought to check out our website at RaisingRealMen.com. Just go to the store and look at the audiobook section, because we've got a whole bunch of classic fiction. We have some great history. There's, There's a lot of really neat stuff out there fantastic resource when you're going to be traveling this thanksgiving
1: well yeah when we were talking about doing this podcast how one of the things you mentioned was to follow the same strategies the airlines do can you explain that because i thought it was brilliant
0: well okay I, I noticed this with airlines and it's maybe a little less than it used to be but you get on the airplane, and it's it's as bad as riding in the van you get wedged into a seat and there you are
1: it's way worse than riding in the yeah. van Hal.
0: yeah but Um, one of the things the airlines have done, which kind of keep the, the, the patients keep the, uh, the passengers quiet is they, they have lots of distraction going on. So like after you get up, you know, the initial, you know, excitement of getting up in the air and getting underway, then they come, they send the flight attendants down to take your order for something to drink. And then a few minutes later, they came through and they delivered the drinks. And then a few minutes later, they came through and they handed out snacks and then a few minutes later, they came through with a trash bag to pick up their, you know, or to refill things or whatever. And so there was this constant, you know, this slow cycling of things happening. The best I ever saw, honest to goodness, was on Singapore Airlines. You okay. weren't with us on that one. Yeah. But I did an engineering project in Singapore several years ago. And let me tell you what, those, those flight attendants were like running laps. Because not only were they bringing a lot more snacks that they had on American flights, but they were bringing out the headphones and bringing out the eye, the eye shades and then bringing out hot towels. And it was like constant, a constant parade of service. Well, okay.
1: So what could that look like in the car? What it looks like in the
0: car is, you know what, you listen to audiobook for a while and then you take a break and then say, hey, let's um, let's play a game.
1: Yeah, or get some inexpensive, like Dover coloring books are really inexpensive, and sure. they're great. Uh-huh. Get some inexpensive coloring books, pass out those, and they're suitable for teens on down. Right. Um, pass out those and pass out some new crayons. Sure. New crayons are always exciting.
0: Okay. Yeah. Snacks
1: it, are always an option. Uh, snacks are an option. Yeah. And healthy snacks actually are a pretty good Event It's challenging. Yeah. It's more challenging because you have to keep things cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can pass out... A, a styrofoam cup of, of carrots and a styrofoam cup with some with some ranch dressing in the bottom.
0: Or hand out apples or something. Yeah. And
1: just make sure they pass up the cores. That is so gross now.
0: Well, see, that's the second thing. Then you tra- pass the trash bags around. Okay. And yeah. And so, yeah, just change things up from time to time, you know. And, and then you Sing
1: together. You know, we, our mm-hmm. kids, our older kids... Yeah. Talk about how much they loved all the songs we sang in the van as when they were younger and we sang hymns. We sang spiritual songs. We also sang folk songs. We
0: like had some the, really the, good tapes that shows how old our van was. Okay? The
1: We Sing, it,
0: the We Sing series. series. They're like We Sing America. They had all sorts of folk songs about the whole country there, oh, those were songs, are fantastic. there were songs about naming the states and naming the different countries around the world and stuff like that and we yeah i still remember some of those songs
1: um lyrical life science we learned biology songs driving in the van
0: those were fantastic yeah so you know all of those things those are great great options for stuff you can do in the car to kind of you know recognize hey this is a little bit of a challenge for us all okay it's not that mom and dad are have lots and lots of fun, and you kids are prisoners. It's like we're all under some stress, being cooped up in this metal box, rumbling along the highway for hours and hours on end.
1: Sometimes change up where people sit too. Our children have always loved to sit in the front bit, front bit bench seat of our van, where they could talk to to you and talk to me easily.
0: Yeah, and, and and that's also where you can do hands-on work with with those that are doing schoolwork school sometimes.
1: And get as much, if you're going to be doing a lot of traveling, do a lot of audio school work. Mm-hmm. Like Mystery of History by our friend Linda Hobart, that is available in audio.
0: We've listened to that a good bit. And I know that Apology of Science is available on audiobook formats as well. So that's another good option.
1: Yeah, audios are great for everyone. Okay.
0: So a lot of those things. And uh, you know what? It, it's probably worth mentioning, and, and we are not real. Good at this, I'll say, but it's probably worth mentioning that that it is it is a worthwhile thing to try to to help people keep their space organized. You know, <laughs> to say everybody has a book to bag. To say
1: we're bad at this is not. Uh, that. Yeah. we're horrible at this. We
0: are bad. Yeah, I know. But I we know.
1: practically live in the van,
0: and and that's that does make it a little difference. But, it really does. But it is worthwhile to say, hey, you know, everybody, get yourself a book bag, and that way it's not a, it's not a trauma if somebody changes seats you know that's one of the problems with changing the seats around when kids build themselves a nest in one corner they don't (laughs) want to move but you can say okay look if you've got your if you got your book bag and you have one book out it's not a huge trauma to move to a different seat right
1: well you know and that brings up the whole blankets and pillows and stuff yeah that can help them to sleep and rest yeah. But it's also good to have a place in your van where you can stack all that stuff when you're not using it, right? Because I find the more junk that's around the kids, the more irritable they get.
0: Hmm. Okay. So that's a, yeah. That's another thing. Well, okay. So I guess in answer to our missionaries' questions, there's there's a lot of practical ideas you can that you can apply that will help keep people sanity. Yes. You know, to help keep people civil with one another. But uh, there's not a magic bullet. No. That's the thing. I mean, you're dealing with, with live people in live situations and um
1: I'd sum it up as have mercy.
0: Mhm.
1: Have fun. Make
0: memories. Relax a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that that will probably help. And if you have to do a sprint, you know, you do the sprint, but don't plan on sprinting your entire vacation away.
1: And if you if you have to sprint say on the way, mhm to thanksgiving yeah maybe take your time on the way back
0: right or at least make sure that you've got plenty of downtime between the return sprint yes right so yeah so i hope that helps you know what it's thanksgiving coming up we'd like you to enjoy thanksgiving once you get to grandma's house or wherever it happens to be for you um
1: we have a book on that called christ-centered thanksgiving yep That will give you tons of ideas for making Christ the center of your Thanksgiving experience and to do it without all going crazy.
0: And it's got the best collection of recipes. Well, I think it's the best collection because it's all of the recipes that we like.
1: But it also has a holiday planner so you can plan your own recipes. Yes. And some ideas of what to do on the day and some things to teach your kids along the way.
0: Well, it's like a unit study of the whole holiday. It is. It's everything from understanding the pilgrims and what brought them over here to, you know, how how we have celebrated it in America and the proclamations the presidents have made. And and uh, did I mention recipes? Man, it's got some great recipes.
1: So go out to RaisingRealMen.com slash shop, scroll down to Home and Holidays, and you'll find it. Uh-huh. It's been great talking to you this week. We'll see you next week.
0: Yes, and we do appreciate you joining us. Please come out to our website, RaisingRealMen.com. You can get signed up for our newsletter and find out about all of our travels, all of the deals, all the great stuff. We really want to be in touch with you. And look, we hope that you'll join us again next time as we talk some more about applying biblical principles in the 21st century family. Until then, I'm Hal. I'm Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Alan Melanie or facebookcom slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.